and welcome to Don't Tell Us What To Do. I'm your host, Erica Shackelford, life coach and registered nurse. I'm Shira Sharifi, doula extraordinaire. This isn't your typical self-development podcast. We're here to challenge the status quo, debunk social norms, and empower women to rewrite their own narratives. Through candid conversations and expert interviews, we'll share our personal experiences with you and practical advice to help you navigate the roller coaster of life. But wait, it's not all serious business. We believe in having fun along the way. So buckle up and get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between as we navigate the ups and downs together. From career advice to relationships, self-care, to personal growth, we've got you covered. So if you're ready to ditch the rule book and embrace endless possibilities, hop on board. Don't worry, this ride is anything but ordinary. Welcome to Don't Tell Us What To Do, where we're redefining what it means to live life on our terms. See you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Don't Tell Us What To Do. We're so excited to be here. Damn, it's been a minute. It has been a very long minute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think it was much needed on both ends. There's a lot of things going on on in both of our worlds that, you know, we needed to take care of. Yeah, totally. And we're definitely going to dive into that. But actually, this is the first time I'm seeing Shira. She's been in L.A. So I'm like, I can't wait to see you. Yeah. Um, before so we come back. Yeah. Before we dive in today. I just want to take a moment to address everything that's going on in Israel. And obviously, like for those of you that don't know, like Shira is Israeli and Jewish, and it's important for us to address that. And so I'm going to obviously let you take the lead here because I am not directly impacted. However, I want to be of support in the most, you know, biggest way I can. So course what do you yeah. have to offer I appreciate it um honestly guys I don't want to get too political um this podcast was not meant for us to really just I think dive into such a political aspect but I do want to address that you know obviously if you turned on the news things are very barbaric going on over there um there was a surprise attack on us um on I believe it started on was it Saturday or Sunday and it was it it's basically equivalent to our like to a 9/11 or another holocaust um there was gassing involved there was shooting involved there was um attacks with bombs a whole a whole thing um so yeah i it's just very very sad and unfortunate um directly impacted to me. My cousin lost friends. Um, I know people's family who's actually gotten kidnapped into Gaza. Um, But yeah, so the only thing I want to say is to pray, you know, pray for peace, pray for unity. At the end of the day, like you don't know what the another person is going through, like check in on your Jewish friends, even check in on your Palestinian friends. yeah. You know, I, I'm going into this honestly. Yes, I am Jewish. Yes, I am Israeli, but I am going into this not being on just a, a one-sided thing. Or I could tell you, yes, of course, I do side with Israel. Um, 
I also though have a very big heart for the in, for the innocent Palestinians that are living under a horrific terrorist organization also known as Hamas. So they are, you know, those innocent Palestinians have to deal with you know, their lives being at stake because of this war. Yeah. So um in the comment section, I will post some links where we can donate um, some items, or if you could just donate some money to these organizations, it's going to help um, get both ends on their feet. And, um, and yeah, and just, again, like, pray. Um, yeah. And, and educate yourself. I really want to say, like, a big thing is to educate yourself, because right now, everyone's emotions are on such a high and everyone's nervous system is so shot. I can yeah. tell you mine is very shot. Um, so go meditate, go by the water, cleanse yourself, do whatever you need to do. Um, but really like rather than react in a emotional way, take a deep breath and and then address the situation. You know, it, it's very easy for someone to right away be like, I can't believe you're just siding with Israel or I can't believe you're siding with Palestine. Then, you know, rather than just the whole siding aspect, you need to look at the broader picture, really educate yourself. And when I say educate yourself, not on just what's going on right now, like you're talking from back when the British was the British before Palestine was Palestine, before Israel was Israel. Yeah. Um, like really, really dig in and understand that the Israelis right now that are fighting for their lives and for peace, they are not, we are not against Palestine. We are against this terrorist organization. So you can totally be pro-Palestine, but you don't have to be pro a terrorist organization. And um, yeah. That's really just all I would like to say on that note. Wow. Thank you like so much for sharing that. And I, I mean, I'm not even directly impacted and like my nervous system is shot. I think like people are taking in so much information on the internet and I think it's really important for you to like fact check the information that you're getting. Like, don't just repost. Like I've posted a few things that I had to check myself on. Like, just make sure that you're really doing a good job of like checking your information, like not just sharing without intention and understanding like the information that you're putting out there, because like, we don't want to perpetuate the problem of propaganda, which is literally forcing us all to be pinned against each other. We want to try to like reconnect to humanity and like understand that two things can exist at once. Like you can be pro-Palestine and you also can support Israel at the same time. Yeah. Um, just before we move on, I do want to ask you like one quick question. Cause I think so many people will probably want to know this is like, what is the best way for someone like me who is not directly impacted, but obviously I have, you know, a handful of friends who are Israeli or, you know, people who have Palestinian friends, like how can we support those friends? Like if we don't necessarily have money to give or resources yet, or we don't know where to donate to, like what is a good way for us to kind of be there for you? I would honestly say is just check in, check in with the person, you know, how are you feeling today? How is your family? 
um, you know, what's on your mind? Um, like, how can I best support you? I think that's like really, yeah, really it. Like, especially for me, um, I speak, yeah, just speaking for myself, having my friends and, and people that I didn't even expect to actually reach out to me and say like, Hey, how are you? you know, how's your family doing? And I'm so sorry to hear about what's going on. Like that means a lot to me. Yeah. But it's like when you stay silent, it also then just makes us feel really shitty. Shitty. Yeah, totally. Totally. And again, like it's, it's not even about the, I want to say the siding aspect, of course, in this situation it's gonna be more of like a pro-israel because what happened is just beyond barbaric um but but yeah i would say really just check check in on your friends and and just know what you're getting yourself into though because um i think our palestinian friends are going to feel very on edge and um not all of them have the I want to say education and they just get very um they just get very reactive you know and and very like oh no you just hate us and I think that can probably go for both sides you know what I mean yeah yeah Yeah, like when the emotions are high and and you're right like education is a huge part of this and unfortunately like not everyone has access to non-biased information or education and so like it's hard when you've grown up and all you've heard is one side so listen it's like go get yourself a history book go um one of the books I love is by Noah Tishby she Mm -hmm. is a activist for um, Israel and Jewish people but she is very unbiased and in her book she explains literally how Israel became Israel and and everything yeah what goes on um and there's there's newscasters literally right now in Israel and in Gaza that you can see firsthand what is going on yeah um so there's no like oh this was false information because like listen like these journalists are risking their lives and they're they're showing you what's going on so yeah well thank you for like being vulnerable and sharing I know that this is obviously like very traumatizing for you for your family and like you know your nervous system and I appreciate you like taking time out to share with us like the little bit of information that you can and how we can continue to support you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So moving on to catch up things, we were like, we need an episode where we just catch up because we've been gone yes. for a minute. We ghosted our audience. We did. Sorry, we fucked them. <laughs> I literally had people reach out to me and they're like, wait, why is there not a new, a new episode? And I'm like, sorry we needed to take a little break but I promise we're coming back but like also I want to take this opportunity and I can't help but like think that all of this is coming like mental health day was just like a few days ago and it's like yes we are like running our businesses and we're living life and we have this amazing podcast but at the end of the day I think like your mental health at least for me is like a top priority and like when you feel yourself getting to max capacity you have to like pull back a little bit on where you can. And 
for me specifically, like I had reached out to Shira and I was like, Hey, like, here's what's going on. Like I have, I feel like I'm about to burn out. Um, and that obviously is my own doing, right. That was an opportunity for me to be like, I need to set some serious boundaries in my life. I just got so excited about so many opportunities and I just went full force because the hustle nature in me runs very deep. And I just got to a point where I was like, I was also about to move. And I was like, I can feel myself about to burn out. And I want to pump the brakes because I don't want to be resentful towards this project that I love so deeply. And it wasn't just this, like I also pulled back on coaching. I also pulled back on being social. Like it was very much like I was getting an internal calling to kind of slow down. And you were kind of like on the same page with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still moving through all the motions. <laughs> so yeah. And so- now on top of all of this, it's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay. I started to regulate my nervous system and then boom, this happens. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so like update people a little bit, like what the fuck have you been up to? Like what's been going on? Like what made you also feel like you needed uh, to slow down? I needed to slow down for a couple of reasons. Um, one of the things was financial. I needed to reset my mind. Um, I think a lot of us do this where if we don't, um, I hate to say the word budgeting, but if we don't put our finances in order accordingly, and we start to dive into our savings and things start to just go, you know, away, um, (laughs) You, uh, (laughs) you have to really do a lot of like, uh, self-reflection and, and come up with a better plan as to how you're going to move about your business. Um, how are you, you know, putting all your like spending in order. And sometimes we do do that and we still end up hitting bottom. Now for me, it was more so I knew that my lease was coming up, um, in the end of August with my car. So I needed to really get in, in a mindset of, okay, am I buying out my car? Am I going to get a new car? Um, and that's really where everything started. Started literally. snowballing. Yeah. The, the car <laughs> was the spark and then you just snowballed. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I ended up buying out my car. I'll tell you guys that. And, um, but for me buying out my car, there was just other things, uh, that just started to snowball. And I realized like, I really needed to put a pause. I needed to really check in with my body, with, um, my health and everything as well as my mom wanted me to come, um, and visit them here in LA for the holidays. It was Rosh Hashanah in September. So, um, I said, okay, you know, I'm going to come over there. And, uh, I got, I came here. Um, and honestly, the feeling of like, when we say hitting rock bottom, I really felt like I was hitting rock bottom. It was with finances. Then it was also, I came and I dove in again into my fertility. Those of you who don't know, um, for the last two and a half years, I've been doing on and off IVF and, um, trying to store embryos so that I could get pregnant. 
I did do two transfers last year that did not take, but you know, there, I really do truly believe in the timing and, um, and whatnot in, in our life. So yeah, fertility came through and I was wondering, holy moly, how am I going to pay for the treatments? And something though intuitively told me like Shira just go go get checked go see your doctor um shout out to Dr. Wambach she is one of the most unbelievable reproductive endocrinologists you will honestly ever meet so if you ever need any kind of fertility um support and you're in the LA area I would uh I would go see her and so yeah I did that and thank God for the support of my family because my mom knows not only how important it is for me, but of course they want grandbabies. So yeah, they were like, listen, if you need to, you know, borrow money, even at this point, like we're going to support you. So that was that. And then there was a random little, uh, I don't even know what to call it, um, where I was looking for some support and just a friend to talk to. And this one person just decided to cut me off with no explanation. So yeah, I you've been going through it. uh, Yeah, it's just been like one thing after another thing after another thing. And I said, Okay, I need to come up with a solid plan and what's my next goal um you know and also for those of you who don't know I just moved to Jacksonville a year ago so when you move to a new space especially in the birth world um you really are you need to get people to people need to trust you you know and I don't blame them to they need to get to know you to know that you are a great doula and that um you are trustworthy and whatnot so you're building community. I mean, that's, it's, it's, what's crazy is literally it's the three F's you had financial fertility friendships. Yes. And that's, it's so funny. Cause I wrote about it in a post recently that, and I was like, wow, go figure the three F's. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, that saying that's like, if you're not, what is it like? If you're not, fi- if you're not financing me, fucking me or feeding me, then stay out of my business. Like it made me like, think about that. Like the three F's. <laughs> But like, I think this is a perfect Mm -hmm. opportunity to, to talk about like with our audience about like one normalizing, hitting rock bottom over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, I think the breakdown comes first and then the breakthrough comes and so many people resist the breakdown. And I remember texting you, like when all of this was going down and I was just like, the breakthrough's coming. Like, you know, you got to hit rock bottom. Like it gives you so much clarity and like. Yeah, let's like let's chat about that for a second because I feel like that's an imp- people try so hard to avoid going all the way down, but like without that duality, like there's something about rock bottom that every single time I hit it, whether it's an extreme or it's just like a edited version of rock bottom, like I gain so much fucking clarity and I like recalibrate myself and I get realigned and I'm like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I remember you telling me that, but of course, you know, when you're at that bottom state, you're not thinking clearly. Yeah. So, and especially guys, I didn't tell you this part. I also got COVID during the whole part of uh, buying out my car. So that did not help at all. 
no not only did you get covid you also had like a severe case of like asthma that flared up you had bronchitis you had to go to the er and you are an independent employer so like for a second those of you who own your own business like we don't have health insurance like other people so it's also an added financial stress like when you have to go to the emergency room or treat yourself or whatever yeah that bill still has yet to be paid for (laughs) (laughs) whatever it'll happen don't worry about it um (laughs) But yeah, it's the, the rock bottom is, is something that I think like, and you know, like I, I remember in 2020, I probably hit like one of the worst rock bottoms, like I had ever hit in my life. And it literally catapulted me into like a new chapter of my life. And like you, I think as time goes on and you continue to, and maybe rock bottom isn't like the, the, the term, because rock bottom is subjective, right? Like my rock bottom could be easy compared to someone else's rock bottom, but like whatever your rock bottom is, like allow yourself sometimes to like go to that depth because that depth is really like where you open your eyes to a lot of your own shit. It is medicine. It is. It is. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm so glad that my mom got me to come here for the holidays. My sister has been one of my greatest like mentors of all time. And she sat with me and she's like, Shira, I'm going to get you this journal. And he also has a book. It's called, um, I'm going to help you get rich, something like that. (laughs) And you'll share it in the notes. Yeah, I'll share it in the notes. It is amazing. And I kid you not, I started the journal and within four days already, I got like five inquiries for births. Ooh, love to hear it. Like also money mindset trauma is such a real fucking thing. Like, I mean, just speaking from my own experience, like I was raised by boomers. So they were very much like, save your money. Something may happen. Cause they were raised by people like that also didn't have a really strong economic situation. And like, you need to have a 401k and you need to have this type of job. And if you don't have that, then you're not safe. And so like now, like I have equated safety to having a certain amount of money in the bank when in reality, like that's not always not necessarily true. Like debt is neutral. Right. Like, how is it that we've decided that buying a house is good debt but putting your dog's hospital bills on a credit card is bad. Like you get to pick and choose like what's good debt. Like it's really up to you. And like, I I just think like money trauma is something that runs so fucking deep because in society, like we have really equated like how much money you have in the bank to what your worth is as a person. And like when you're fighting through that and you like start to get low on your bank account and like you have to trust the universe to provide and trust yourself to create it, like it gets really fucking murky. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It takes Um, a lot of embodiment practice. Yeah, I agree. Um, But and, and honestly, in, in that context I think really I I just suggest it works for me maybe it doesn't work for everyone but like journaling and and meditating and even just being by water or talking to a friend I mean honestly thank god for you is where I've like (laughs) called you so many times and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing should I even be in the birth world anymore and then I remember how it lifts me up and how much it brings me joy and 
I love to empower women and families in their birth and postpartum that I'm like, no, there's, there's no way I'm going to stop it just because I'm in like a financial rut or yeah. And like, we get there sometimes there's also an amazing podcast. I want to shout her out that I listen to and that I'm reading her book now is called the financial feminist women in general have just been educated so differently on money than men. Like we are told to like have a secret savings account, like hoard your money. Cause you never know what's going to happen. Like men are taught to invest. Women are taught to save. Like there's so much that goes into like this patriarchal like society when it comes to women and money. And uh, this specific podcast really teaches from like a feminist perspective. And you know, that's like my shit, but that's also a really cool like space for you guys to check out. Um, so just to touch briefly on why I needed to pull away, um, I, I talked briefly that I was moving and I wasn't moving far. I was just moving, you know, five minutes up the street, but moving is fucking stressful. Like I even going into it, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be that big of a deal. I've done this a million times. Like it's going to be easy. But my nervous system was like maxed all the way out on top of that. And I'm going to be sharing about this more in the future, but I have come off my IUD. So now I am living and trying to live according to my cycle. And I literally started my period two days before my move. My first period after being off of my eye. And it's just like life happens that way. And it was just such an opportunity for me to like stay in contact with myself and just be like, okay, like, what do you need right now? What is too much? Like I was literally right on the edge and like pulling back, pushing forward, pulling back, pushing forward. Like it was quite an experience for me. And the last thing that really got me is, and I think so many of you can probably relate to this is I got caught up in the hustle culture. Mm. I got caught up in a rhythm. I was hustling. I was making money. I was on a high and I fucking burnt myself out. But you saved money. (laughs) (laughs) The boomer mindset in me is like, but you saved money. But here's how funny life is. I saved money, right? But my dog got sick this weekend and I had to go to the emergency vet and I had to spend my money. And so that's the thing is like, that's why we can't get so attached. Because it's like money is energy. It's like, well, yeah, like it comes and goes. Yeah, no, it's you're right. Like 100%. Yeah, it comes and it goes. And for us to get to get attached to like a specific number can be like really detrimental to us, like because really we're just uncomfortable at what the number is, but we're we shouldn't feel unsafe, especially if all of our basic needs are being met. I agree. I agree. I remember even when I was doing my taxes, random thought, but um seeing how I made how much I made in the year and I was like oh wow really I thought you know I made more but guys I lived an awesome year so correct (laughs) and you know this is like a really like I always tell my clients this I'm like what are your values in life like what are your priorities like if your priority is to save a shit ton of money because you need to do x y and z okay I get it But like, if your priority is to like live a happy and fulfilling life, like you can't spend your entire life worried about the money in the bank because you're going to miss out on life around you. Yeah. 
agree. Like make enough to get your basic needs met and save some away, but also like live your fucking life. Like this is, you never know. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Cause I want to like briefly like tease a little bit about what's coming up for the rest of the year. Oh, go for it. Um, okay. So during the break, Shira and I also sat down and intentionally planned out how the next remaining months are going to go, the guests we're going to have on. And like, we really looked at the dates and thought about who we were going to have on and how that could directly impact you and serve you as our audience. And so we've got some really cool guests coming up. We've got a Halloween special coming up in a few weeks with my dear friend Marisol. She's going to be talking all about witchery. We've got my friend Allie coming on. We're going to be talking about dating with intention for all of you who are single or coming out of a relationship because me, Shira, and Allie are all single. We're all coming from different perspectives and we're going to share with you what we look for, how we date, what we say when we don't like somebody, all the things. (laughs) And then as you guys know, I talk a lot about Laura days and the work she does with intuitive eating. And in November leading up to Thanksgiving, we're going to have her come on and talk a little bit about what intuitive eating is, how we can heal our relationship with food and movement. And there's so much more to come. Yeah. Super exciting stuff. Yeah. And we really appreciate you guys being patient with us. And also like, I want to also say that I'm really proud of both of us because Here's the thing when you're not feeling it and you're not in it and you're burnt out and you feel like your mental health is going to suffer, you have every single right to press the pause button. I don't care whether you're running a podcast, whether you're running a multi-million dollar business, whether you're just taking care of your kids at home, like Sheer and I like have to hold ourselves to integrity and we have to be honest with ourselves and we love what we're doing and we don't want to burn out. Amen. All right, yeah. guys. Um, anything else, Sheer, you want to add before we sign off? No, I'm just again, as Erica said, like thank you guys for your patience, and we look forward to our next uh, couple of episodes. So yeah. Stay tuned. All right. See ya. See you.